It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Lined up for you this afternoon, an incredibly inspiring guest. He's a veteran and an ambassador for the game. The PGA Tour wraps up 2021 in Sea Island. The LPGA wraps up their year in Naples. And Read the Line is out there for all to see. Are you ready for this afternoon there, Mr. Wade? Yes, sir. Then turn the tables and play the peppers. Let's roll. Well, right there he says it. I'm going to win big. He does. And we're, and we're winning big this week, my friend. Launch week happened. Oh, yes. It did happen. It did happen. You're launched. Starting on Monday. Yes. The ship has sailed. And we are out in beautiful Caribbean waters, soaking up the sun. It's nice. Yes. Nice job on the wind. That was that- actually the uh, surf, but it's fine. Okay. Well, either way, at least you didn't play the Jaws. So how, how went the launch? The launch went well. It did. It was it was very, very good. The Oh jeez. Exactly. <laughs> on, on cue. On cue, of course. Uh there's a lot of things going on, but the launch went very well. And uh before we get into all of that, because there's a couple things to explain and, and thank and people to um sure. uh, appreciate. But uh we have a really cool guest this afternoon. He was lined up for last week, but he got pulled away. So we last minute went with Jeff and, and he was fantastic. I uh, love me some Jeff Shackelford. That was a great conversation last week. Got to get him on more often. Like, yeah, what? he was a last minute replacement. Yeah, he. Um, well, he's a good friend, and he it just you know state of the union here in golf. There's a lot going on, and it was great that we could get him. High but, quality last minute replacements is my takeaway from that. Yes, you know, um, I learned that through dating. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It's, <laughs> There's a story for another time. In there yes, somewhere. it's terrible. I know. Anyway, um, I don't know. It just popped into my head. I, I don't even. That. I don't even know if it makes sense. It doesn't, but I love it. Uh, fair enough. You know, speaking of something that you have to pay attention to, here's this week's sign that you and I are old, right? Mm-hmm. Thirty-five years ago this week. Oh, don't say. It. I know what you're going to say too, because I heard this already. Yeah, Beastie Boys dropped "License <sighs> to Ill." Jesus. So, you know, it's kind of funny because I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan. And as you can see, I'm decked out today in my Ad Rock T-shirt from, you know, Fight for Your Right video. And the whole idea that I would drop this business venture on the same week 35 years ago, it's an anniversary of the Beastie Boys and what they did to be so vanguard in the hip hop industry and what I'm trying to do in the golf and gaming industry to be, uh, I guess, vanguard in my own special way. Uh, it's kind of fun. And I, it, when I came across that, I, it brought a big smile to my face. So I may or may not have um, had that cassette tape playing um, in my friend Joe's car when he drove us to school back in the day. Oh, man, that cassette tape. I wore that one out. Remember <laughs> oh, yeah. when you would remember when you would play a cassette tape so much that you'd wear it out? Yes, absolutely. Oh, e- man. Every day, every single day of the school year began like this. <laughs> every oh. single day. Because we, we didn't mix it up and start side two. No, no, no. We start this. We start every single day. Oh, you know, here's a little story I'd like to tell. <laughs> well, you got to be careful with that one. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Flashback. Oh, man. Wade and Keith on the mic, you know so well. 
It started yes. way back in history. 2018 with Al. Yes. <laughs> Al. Oh, no. oh. Al S doesn't work. No. Al B. Al B. I'm sorry. Al B. I Al B. Going, see, I was going with his inside radio, his real name, but Al B is his radio name. So it works out perfect. Yeah, I know. Al's. Uh, Let's get back on course, shall we, we? We should, yes. On course, we are. So, our interview guest today, Jared Forrest, is a retired Air Force serviceman. And now he is, you know, he's going to school, he's going to University of Florida, sports management degree, and he is out there in the golf world. He earned himself a PGA Reach Fellowship uh, a couple years ago, and now he's working for the New Jersey Golf Foundation. He's working for the PGA of America. He's promoting PGA Hope, Help Our Patriots Everywhere, that acronym that everybody loves. We're going to have him on this afternoon. We're going to talk all sorts of things about how my colleagues, men and women of the PGA of America, are doing great things with the military and how golf can be such just a, a, a great uh, form of relief for our retired men and women of the service. And, uh, you know, can't thank him enough for what he's done. And I can't thank him enough for coming on the pro show today and sharing with us all sorts of just amazing stories. Awesome. And awesome. Speaking of sharing amazing stories, we're going to go back to the launch for a second. Read the line. Read the is out there for all of you to digest. We launched our first newsletter this week. And that's what it is, folks. It's basically it's going to be a weekly newsletter and it's going to be covering. Thank you. Thank you very much. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank Every you clap. Much. Every single one. I'm counting them all. Everyone in my like head. Dozens yes. of them. You're on fire this afternoon. Did you? You have extra like espresso at 2:45. Sure, sure. We'll go with that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> unbelievable. Anyway, what is also unbelievable has been the reaction. Everybody is fired up about this, and I, I couldn't be more happy because this has been more than months in the making, and it takes a village. And I can't thank everyone enough that's been involved that has helped me get to this point. Uh, friends of mine in the industry, um, marketing, sales, everything. But we are out there and we are having some fun with it. At the first newsletter launched this week on Wednesday covering the LPGA and the PGA Tour as far as who your weekend winners are going to be. Also telling some stories, having some fun at the same time. God forbid the director of fun has a little, you know, has a little bit of um, right. Fun, you know, entertainment factor to my newsletter. So it's definitely not uh, an email memo that you get at work. This thing is just chock full of all sorts of um, good morsels uh, of information. Morsels. Yes. You know, well, you say the word morsel and you obviously think of a positive thing. Absolutely. You know, right away, I think of cookies. I don't know. What do you think of when you hear yeah, morsels? crackers, cookies? Sure. All right. Fair enough. What's your favorite cookie? My favorite cookie? Cheese Louise. Yeah. Come on. I have a 10 year old daughter in the house. So there's always cookies. So my favorite cookie would be the one that I can reach quickly. But you know what? Panera's got some pretty good damn cookies. I tell you right now, I got to bring them in sometime. Mm -hmm. My wife, Lori. Unbelievable. The best cookies in the world. Really? I'm not just saying that. Okay. I mean, we did have our wedding anniversary this week. 18 years strong. Love her. But anybody that knows Lori's cookies. Unbelievable, dude. Interesting. Unbelievable. Unreal. The cookie dough. Is this why you married her for these many years? I mean, honestly, this might be why I'm diabetic because I mean, <laughs> seriously, the cookie dough is so good. It's it's unbelievable. It's really it's the best. I got to bring them in. Yeah, you I gotta, must. I, it, the proof is in the dough. Right. Yeah. Or pudding. Well, moving forward, the proof is also in the newsletter. And we introduced a couple fun things that you don't find in the golf gaming space. And, and one of them was. I did a little video this week with a good friend of mine, and we did a celebrity guest picker for 
the newsletter and for what we're talking about, which is, you know, covering the men's and women's game and who you should, you know, bet on. Right. I bring in my good friend, the director of golf at Sea Island, where the men are playing, Brandon Veal. Awesome guy. And he couldn't have been more fun or better. And he's just throwing out these tidbits that it's like, you know, if Martha Stewart was involved, she'd be in jail. I mean, the insider trading that's going on in this thing was absolutely priceless. So if you haven't checked out the newsletter yet, it's out there. It's online. Go to the website. Subscribe. It'll send it to you. Readtheline.com. Check this out. The theater with him was fantastic. I throw in there. Um, this week I did a chipping tip. So, you know, when you're watching the golf, whether they're in Naples with all those tight lies around the greens right. or down in Sea Island and you're watching the men there and you're figuring, you know, you're trying to figure out how you could add that element to your game. It's there. I did a video, um, put it out on social media this morning, you know, kind of backing up what I said about the chip. I mean, this is this thing is going to be golf's ecosystem for gaming and it's going to be so much fun. I like that ecosystem. Yes. Well, it's a place where things thrive. It is. It is. It is. That's, it is. that's why I use that. Yeah, absolutely. that fact. I mean, we've gone everywhere from the Beastie Boys <laughs> to Cookie Dough to Ecosystems. So we might as well actually talk about golf at some point. Why not? All right. So um, across the big pond, we've got Rory over there in Dubai. Uh, he double bogeyed the last hole this morning to end up a couple shots back, but he is near the top of the leaderboard, as well as Shane Lowry and a couple others. But that Rory... Um, although very, very good, might not be the Rory story of the week. Down at the RSM Classic at Sea Island, Rory Sabatini, um, everybody's favorite Scandinavian that was born in South Africa, which, you <laughs> know, but he did, he did win a medal. You know, I think, what, the silver medal there at the Olympics, so give him credit. Um, he uh, got himself DQ'd. This was one of the storylines yesterday. Dairy Queen? Yes, Dairy okay. Queen. Okay. You got it. Yes. not No blizzard for him. Damn. And uh, like Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. <laughs> no good. So he, he gets himself Dairy Queen because he had been doing some launch monitor work with his driver, and sometimes they put these reflective stickers on the face and the head of the club so they could track it better. Okay. And uh, he didn't. he forgot to take the stickers off. Oh, yeah, that's a, that you can't do that. So he to his credit, he turned himself in. He said, "Hey, I don't know if this is a big deal, but I left the sticker on today. I forgot about it." And they were like, "Well, you did shoot sixty eight and four, uh, you know, couple under, but uh, I think it was four under, yeah." And uh, but uh, you're done. So, wow, sorry. Damn. You know, that's a breach of uh, Rule four point one dash two thirty seven a. Yeah, that's what um, it is. Hashtag C. I would and, at least put him on double secret probation and let him continue. Well, I think he's been on that before, okay. obviously. So um, this time he had he's run his course. So he's out. But you know who is in is Sebastian Munoz, who's your first round leader at ten under par. These guys went deep yesterday. I mean, this if, if you were top ten, you had to be seven under. Wow. Okay. If you were top 30, you had to be six under. And if you wanted to be in the top 50, you had to be five under par yesterday. So 135 of the 155 players in the field, there was 156, but I, I think we covered that already. Um, we're down to 135. I mean, 155. So 80%, 87% of the field was under par. That's crazy. Yeah. 20 guys were even par or worse. So at least they're enjoying their time at Sea Island. <laughs> yeah. I guess birdies galore. Why? You know, just... um. A total shootout, go low or go home. And uh, the ladies are up to the same sort of thing. They're down there at the CME Globe, uh, Globe I guess it is, CME Globe Tour okay. Championship. Yep. And they're down in Naples at Tiburon. And you've got all the best players in the world, top 60 players in the world. And they are, they are, they are pretty focused. They're, they are laser focused yeah. on this because it is the largest payday of the year in women's golf. Okay. 1.5 million to the winner. 
okay? And you've got Nelly there, Jin Young-Ko, everybody. I mean, just to give you an idea of what a big deal 1.5 million is to these ladies, there's only three players on their tour that have earned more than that for the entire season. Is that right? You know, and they're about 20 events, okay? okay? That's, you know, Nelly, Jin Young-Ko, and Yuka Sasa, who is, you know, your U.S. Open winner. So, you, you I mean, it's unbelievable that the that the level of the difference in the money. You know, yeah. you win the FedEx Cup, you get fifteen million. You win their tour championship, you get one point five million. And we're going to get into some issues I have with the LPGA coverage anyway in, in a couple minutes. So leading the way, we have John Jong Lee six at eight under. At tied for sixth, there's eight ladies, and Nelly and Lexi are in that group. You've got Lydia Ko, Jin Young Ko. They're tied for twenty fifth. They're three under. These ladies again, all all under par. All playing fantastic golf. Just unbelievable. Killing just killing it, man. Unbelievable. Like my wife's cookie dough. Yeah. Just can't get any better, man. I'm telling you, I, I'm like, I'm thinking about that. And um, tonight, that may, maybe I'll request some of that. Throw on some Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, that sounds like a Friday night. Maybe continue our happy hour theme. <laughs> and uh, we'll roll from there. Now, speaking of rolling, let's roll into our good friends and sponsors of this segment week in and week out, and that's the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Mm -hmm. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by military veterans and individuals with special needs, it provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Speaking of our good friends there at the New Jersey Golf Foundation, we are about to be joined by Jared Forrest, retired Air Force serviceman. Oh, man. Taking me out in style. I love it. Well, hey, you know what time it is. Quarter after three here in New York. Let's listen to the boys. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of business. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. His name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. No need to request a flyby. Our guest today is here to share with us the impact golf has had in his life. 
Jared Forst is an Air Force serviceman and now a sports business leader. He's earned a PGA Reach Fellowship, become an ambassador for PGA Hope, and this Top Gun is just getting started. I cannot wait to introduce you all to this super spokesman. All right, Jared Forrest, welcome to the Pro Show. How about that introduction, my friend? That, that, was, that was well over the top, I, but I certainly appreciate it. The music was, music was perfect. Well, I hope so. I mean, uh, you are an Air Force pilot uh, and serviceman, and I just, you know, I get excited about these sort of things because last week was Veterans Day. And in observance of that, uh, I want to talk about and have you on and talk about all the great things that you're doing in golf. But, you know, I love I love to get the conversation started quickly. And I I love to jump right in with my guests. So I got to ask you a quick question, right? You had a couple deployments while you were in the Air Force, right? And at one point you were awarded the Air Force Achievement Medal for your actions in Afghanistan during Operation Enduring Freedom. Can you relate to my friends what that means? How did you earn this amazing achievement? Uh, Well, I think most airmen and, and troops across each service branch would just say that when we get medals like this, we're just doing our job and leadership recognizes that we're doing our job. Um, so you get nominated and, and you eventually get awarded this, this medal. But to expand on that a little bit, um, while I was there, I earned, uh, several titles, one of which was airman of the quarter. So I'm there for six months. And for three of those months, uh, I was airman of the quarter. And one of my unique roles, uh, for ha- for where I was stationed was uh, a specific unit that would go outside the wire and conduct um, humanitarian missions. So I would meet a lot with locals and I would establish relationships with them and really build a rapport. And the relationships that I formed there with locals was uh, unmatched and it was a learning experience for me. And uh, really, uh, I digested a lot of culture over there. And you know, we, you work 12 hour shifts, you come back and you have every excuse just to go to sleep and get ready for the next day. But I was also one of my squad's leaders as far as physical well-being. So I would lead a group to the gym after our 12 hour shifts and just kind of maintain that physical sharpness. And I guess leadership saw, saw those qualities and saw the relationships that I was building and, and uh, thought that I would be a, a good candidate for this, for this award. What an amazing testament to your leadership personality and your commitment to not only what you're doing, but your commitment to others. So I want to take a step back then because you are a local hero. You are from Jackson, New Jersey. So starting back in Jackson Memorial High School, I'm going to take you back a couple of years. I, you know, what you just brought up there with your story, you know, where does this kind of leadership mentality come from or your commitment to service come from as you're growing up? Was there a mentor? Was there a pivot moment in life? Take us back a couple years and explain to me, not necessarily why you joined the Air Force, but um, a little bit more about why after working for 12 hours, you then wanted to take a group of guys to the gym. Yeah, well, first of all, we're going back more than a couple of years. Um, yeah, so I graduated Jackson in uh, 2004, 
and I was uh, just a little lost in life. Um, my dad, you, you asked me who my mentor was. It was my father. Me and my father were best friends. Uh, he was um, everything to me. And, you know, the way I continue to model my life is how he uh, wanted to form me and, and really allowed me to, to be the man that I am today. And it was a tough conversation when being lost, being in my early 20s, I didn't know what to do. And I read Pat Tillman's book. Um, and I just, I, I felt the need that, you know, what, what am I doing in life right now? I need to do something. Um, so that was a tough conversation to have with my parents when I said I wanted to enlist and, you know, lucky enough, I, I tested very well on, on my testing for the military and I was able to get into the air force and it was just that, that was a switch for me, just being enlisted and, uh, you know, my parents, would be and my sister would be the first people to say that the person that went into the military was a completely different person than the one that came out. And, you know, I'm not enlisted anymore, obviously, but the six years that I spent in there completely changed my life. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed that for the world. So you come out of the air force in 2016. Tell me your story, your journey, what happens next? Sure. So I come out of the Air Force in 2016 for several reasons. One was I wanted to go back to school. Um, I had gone to college before the military and I was young and dumb and I didn't think college was for me at the time. But, you know, I grew up lower middle class in central New Jersey, so it, it was very tough to afford school. But now with the GI Bill, I could utilize that. I could, I could educate myself again. So I wanted to get out and, and really dive back into my education. But also on my second deployment, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. So it was very important for me to come back home and to help take care of her and to help support my family. And I was stationed in California and my family's here in New Jersey. So it's nearly impossible to get orders where you want them in the military. So I, I didn't really have much of an option. So I came out of the military. Um, I was lucky enough to be accepted to uh, university uh, to Temple University, where I went on to earn my undergrad in sport management. And uh, and really just start my journey uh, as far as in the sports world and, and to get to where I am today. Now, this is the pro show and that implies golf. So as this moment in time with Temple is taking place, um, obviously you're talking about sports, you're talking about sports business management. You're in that vertical. Uh, where does golf come along? Was that dad, you know, taking you out to play golf when you were a kid or does golf come in at this point after the Air Force? No. So, um, I mean, you ask any, any other branch of the military, you would say, they would say that the air force's only job is to play golf. But, uh, despite that, um, yeah, golf was me and my dad's thing. It was our time. Um, it was where he gave me life lessons. You know, there's a lot of comparisons between golf and life. And he was my teacher with that. You know, he wasn't a great golfer. He, his goal was always just to break a hundred or break 90, but it was just the time that we spent. And, you know, I'm the last person, that you'll find on the golf course that will ever get mad at a bad shot. And I'm a 12 handicap. I'm nothing special, but I'm not there to get better. I'm there just to enjoy myself. So yeah, it was, it was my father and hours time. And I used to work at Howell park golf course, uh, before I joined the military. So did a lot of playing then five, six times a week played while I was enlisted. I came out of the military and, uh, me and my father would still play recreationally, uh, up until a certain point in, 2019 in April, 
he got sick and he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And on that day, I kind of just completely gave up the sport. I, 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 I was not going to, to go golfing without him. Wow. All right. I got to go back a second here because you mentioned to you, uh, about yourself that you said you're nothing special, right? Well, I, folks, we have a very special with a guest with us this afternoon. His name is Jared Forrest. Uh, he's in the Air Force, 412th Security Forces Squadron. He is now an ambassador for the game of golf. He is educating himself. He's in graduate school, University of Florida. And this this journey, let's continue, all right? Because this story is like, I'm like totally inspired and captivated by this this afternoon. And you now have, you have, you're facing this moment where your dad is sick and you've put the clubs away. What happens next? So, like I, like I said, I had graduated from Temple at this point. My dad gets sick in April 2019 on his birthday. Um, and I was struggling to find work in the sports industry. I was unemployed for a long time. And that really put me in a dark place. Uh, I was engaged at, uh, to my now wife, and we didn't know how we were going to pay for you know, rent, let alone a wedding. Um, lucky enough. At in, in November, I got a call from the XFL, which no longer exists, but is on their way back. And I got hired as their communications coordinator. So I was helping manage communications for, um, you know, a major sports team in New York, which is great. A week after I get hired, my father passes away from pancreatic cancer. So right when I think I hit a high, you know, life just really brings me, you know, back down. And I found that I just couldn't escape this, this dark place that kept following me around. Um, so my father, my father passes away actually a week from today is his two year anniversary. So November 26th is his two year anniversary. And, uh, I, I have to push through. I have this new job. I have to push through. I have a wife that I need to support. And I, I have my mom who was still battling cancer at the time. And, uh, the job is going well. And then obviously a pandemic happened. And I have to postpone my wedding. And on the day that my wedding was supposed to be on, the XFL shut its doors. So I find myself unemployed again on the day that I was supposed to get married. Um, so it's up until that point, it was um, a struggle. And I just could not escape this, this really, really dark place that I continue to find myself in until, uh, you know, Chris Hunt, found me and you know, we kind of found each other and I saw this position with the PGA and the New Jersey golf foundation. And I, and I thought that you know, this could be something unique. It's, I need to go back to golf maybe, you know, without my dad, maybe I don't have to play it, but maybe getting back to, to that and, and building myself back up is, is the route to go. Um, and you know, they hired me in, uh, in April. You know, maybe it's the military training, but I think it goes deeper than that. You have had a tremendous amount of challenges in your life. I mean, you've just listed a couple there that would sideline most of us for the duration. And you continue to overcome. And I can hear the positive personality that you possess in your voice. I mean, I could hear it coming through. So there's a lot of people facing some challenges right now whether they're unemployed or on the back end of the pandemic, they don't kind of know what to do. They're at a uh, pivot moment in a relationship or their career. 
I got to jump in right here for the benefit of my audience, because you have handled so much and you've done it with tremendous aplomb. How do you have you how have you taken all of these kind of moments that could, you know, send you down an even darker path? How have you maintained such a positive outlook and keep pushing forward? What kind of advice do you have for my audience? Um, Keith, I, well, first of all, don't force yourself to be positive. That's don't put on a, a facade um, to to try and, and make yourself and make those around you happy. I think the biggest thing is just being real with yourself and recognizing that I'm in a I'm in a bad place right now, but maybe I could lean on some others to help me get out of there. Maybe I could pursue something else to get me out of there. And that's when I found myself in the darkest places, it was knowing that, you know, at the time, um, when my, when my mom was still around, it was knowing that she needed my help because she was still battling cancer or my wife, you know, obviously she's the love of my life and, I need to be there for her. And it was the pain that I felt when my dad passed. I couldn't put that pain on any of my loved ones if I were to make a stupid decision. So if, if you're in a situation that I was in, um, I would say, you know, call me, call me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, big proponent of suicide awareness and depression and anxiety. I will pick up my phone for anybody, uh, call a family member, call a friend and find a hobby, do something to get you out of the house, go get some sunshine, go for a walk, just do anything that can get yourself intrinsically motivated and you will slowly start to climb out of that. I, I promise you. So find a hobby right? You connect with Chris Hunt, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Golf is introduced back into your life. And the next step from there is? So Chris finds me and I kind of jump in and I'm starting to do just kind of section work, PGA New Jersey section work, working some of the tournaments there. And, you know, our office is, a, is on a country club and my wife sees me come home tanned and kind of happy and she goes why don't you start playing again i said i can't i, I can't i'm not playing without my dad i I'm, i can't do it she goes listen you're being stupid your dad want you out there you're on a golf course every day you're gonna get the itch eventually you might as well just attack it now and and, and see how you feel so i went out as a single one day at charleston springs here in monmouth county and uh i walked and i plugged in my earbuds and it was exhilarating just being back out there doing something that reminded me of my father, but didn't bring me down to the point that, you know, I was, I was somber because I missed them. I was happy because I found an activity that reminded me of our time again. So I, I picked up golf again and I started to learn more and more about this PGI works fellow position that I was, that I was hired for. And, this hope program, this PJ hope program found me, I was thrust into a management role for this program and I immediately saw the good that it was doing and how selfishly that would not only improve the lifestyle of the veterans that it impacts, but it would improve my lifestyle by, by seeing them happy and seeing them joyful. 
Jared, let me jump in right there because I do have to take a break. And as we start to rise in a more positive direction and and see your journey start to, you know, go next level as this path involves golf and the New Jersey Golf Foundation and PGA Hope and so much more. There's a lot I want to touch upon, but I do have to cater to my sponsors. So just hold tight for one second, okay? Absolutely. All right, perfect. Folks, up next more with Jared Forrest, golf's greatest military ambassador. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. But, you know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans. Wasn't able to go to the Lakers. Winds up on the Clippers. Then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Today's interview is brought to you by Summit Golf Brands. Golf's coolest company offers everything you need to look great while you play your best. As the weather starts to turn, you have to be prepared for on and off the course. Take a look at the award-winning zero-restriction line of active and outerwear. Yes, ladies, they offer yoga pants and city windbreakers. The Urban Wind Jacket will have your friends asking where you got it. Guys, if you want that cool off-the-course look on the links, try the new Champ Hoodie. It's a hybrid wind jacket with ultra-soft sleeves and lining. You can immediately tell Summit believes in creating products that people really want. Right now, Zero Restriction is offering an exclusive 25% off discount with code STUART25! So run, don't walk to that computer, and head to ZeroRestriction.com for all your cool golf and lifestyle gear needs. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. He spends nights in California Watching the stars on the big screen And then he lies awake and he wonders Why can't that be me? Now, I know Veterans Day was observed last week, but let's all take a moment while we listen to Jared this afternoon to keep our veterans and active service men and women in our thoughts. As you look ahead in life, maybe we can all try to be like that. Because if we do, I know the world would definitely benefit. With a little smile at me, he says, if I could be like that, well, I would give anything just to live one day. Welcome back to the Pro Show this afternoon. We have a military veteran with us, Jared Forrest. Jared, welcome back on air. Just before the break, we were talking about, we had just touched upon the subject of PGA Hope and you earning a PGA fellowship. Let's continue the conversation there. What has PGA Hope meant to you? Uh, it's it's been everything, you know, when I, when I was hired again, I, I think it's, you know, going back a little bit to April when they hired me, I think that it's a curse whenever I get a new job because, uh, uh, about two or three weeks after I was hired by the PGA, my mom, you know, lost her battle. I, I mean, you know what? She didn't lose a battle, but she, 
she found a better place and, and she passed as well. So I, I lost both my parents in a very, very short amount of time. But at this point, I was I was enthrusted into this program and it didn't allow me to go back into that dark place that I was in when my father passed. It was I was surrounded by not people that had similar stories to me, but they had their own stories and talking to them we found that you know regardless if you have a war story and you're suffering from tbi or severe ptsd or if you lost both your parents within a 14 month span that dark place is so similar so sharing those stories talking about it really just allows allowed me to be happy again because there were people that understood and and I was in such a unique position of being a veteran and an employee of the PGA that I immediately knew what made my veterans tick and what could improve their lifestyle. And I was in a position to accomplish that with this program. Speaking of the program, define what PGA hope is just for my listeners that may not be familiar with it. Sure. So, you know, on a foundational level, hope stands for helping our Patriots everywhere. So it brings golf to veterans who want to use the sport as a way to cope with their physical and mental disabilities. Um, so we, uh, again, one of the, it's a nationwide program. Anybody can find it anywhere in the country. And it introduces golf to people who want to pick up the sport. It enhances golf for people that may have been golfing for a few years. And it, it's really from a single digit handicap to, you know, 30, 35 handicappers. It does not matter your skill level. It is there for the camaraderie and, it, and it's there just to bring this, this um, amazing sport to you to, to, for physical and wellness. Now, Jared, there's no doubt that this program has had an, an amazing, to steal your word there, impact on your life. But can you share an impactful story that you've experienced with another veteran that has really caused you to take pause for a moment and help maybe put your own life into perspective? Uh, sure. I mean, again, at, uh, you know, with no names being mentioned or anything, the stories that I hear are incredible. And it ranges from uh, some of my veterans tried to take their own lives before they found this program. And now they are not only in the program, but the networking opportunities that came from this led them to work, led them to full time positions. So they're uh they're thriving in life. There is a veteran who has a severe TBI um, that I came into contact with in my section that financially did not know if he could continue the sport of golf because, you know, it's, it's an expensive sport from the equipment to the rounds. But we were able to provide him with a set of clubs and he comes to the clinics every day and I could see the improvement. And we got him out for our Veterans Day program, and he played, and he had an amazing time. So just seeing these people come out of the military with PTSD, with TBI, with just a loss for life and not knowing what to do, and seeing the gradual increase in happiness and desire to live, those are the stories that I'm surrounded by. And uh, it, it never gets old, and it's by far the most rewarding part of my job. Listening to your incredible journey today um, is going to get a lot of people fired up. It's it's definitely going to inspire them. 
So can you share with us some information on how someone could volunteer or if somebody was a veteran and they hear this, there's thousands of people that listen to this right now live. And there's another, you know, a couple thousand that download it on, you know, on the interwebs every single week. So when it comes down to it, you know, if you're talking to them right now, if somebody wants to volunteer or somebody wants to come out because they are a veteran and they are seeking help and some comfort, right? How do they get in touch with you or the New Jersey Golf Foundation or this PGA Hope program? Sure. Well, for me specifically, like I, I, I hope I came across, I am a very, very open book. Um, I hand out my business card to anybody who will have a conversation with me. So a lot of people have my phone number. A lot of people have my email. You could you could Google me and find my LinkedIn profile. My DMs are open. Anybody can reach out to me at any time, and I will respond. Uh, on a more macro level, you could go to the New Jersey Golf Foundation website, where if you click on the military link, they'll have a small form that we ask you to fill out, and that form goes directly to our office, where, again, as soon as I get it, I reach out to you. I ask you if I could jump on a phone call with you, tell you about the program, find out more information about you. You can even just Google New Jersey Veterans Golf, and we are the first link that comes up. So we're very, very accessible. As far as volunteers go, you know, I'm imagining that there are a lot of other uh, pros out there, a lot of local golfing pros out there, and we are always looking for pros to help out with our clinics. Uh, we're looking for pros to volunteer their courses and their facilities for our Hope Tour that, that we have going on. And it's you know, when we have a pro-am, there are always people that come out. And if you want to caddy for a veteran and, and get a story, or if you just want to come out to a clinic and, you know, if you have a restaurant or anything, you want to bring some food or drinks, just contact me. You know, these guys are, we're all open. We're all just, they're all great people. And they'd be more than willing to share their story with you. Um, and then, you know, we are in the an extremely fortunate position here in New Jersey because we have a driving range on the VA hospital in Lyons. So this monstrous campus where they have a nine hole golf course, we own a driving range. So veterans are able to come right down from the hospital and just hit balls, just endlessly hit balls and, and get away from whatever demons are plaguing them. And it is right now it's managed by two veterans and I'm there all the time. So, again, the camaraderie, which is so essential with this program, is, is always there and it's always surrounding people. Well, you know what? I can feel that camaraderie this afternoon. And, folks, if you want to reach Jared and you know me, you know you can always reach out to me uh, by text or phone, email, um, you know, through my social media as well or LinkedIn. And I will certainly get you in touch with Jared. It, it's, um, it's making a huge difference. And it's made a huge difference in me and my and Wade and, and everyone here in the studio this afternoon, everyone that's listening, wherever they are, in their car, their home, uh, their office. So, Jared, I can't thank you enough for sharing your journey with us this afternoon because in many ways it will offer some form of inspiration to each and every one of my listeners. And um, for that, I am extremely grateful. Well, I, I again, Keith, I, it's, I'm honored that, I'm in a position to be allowed to talk about this on platforms, whether it's, you know, this show with you or, you know, it, there's still a segment running on news 12 right now that uh, I'm on that we were interviewed yesterday. Um, I was on the Brett bear show, you know, last month, I am fortunate enough to be able to share my story 
share how this program has helped me, share how the program has helped others, and just continue to expand it. And, you know, we want to reach every veteran that we can, um, and, and we want to keep them in the program. So it's, it's uh, again, I, I thank you. I, I wouldn't be where I am without people like you. Well, you know what? Thank you for that. And, um, well, well, let's see how you feel about this next step in the show. All right. So you've been extremely transparent today. But one of the things we love to do is have a little bit of a lighter side to the show and do a little rapid fire Q&A with our guests, because my listeners love to get to know everybody on the, a little bit more of a personal level. So you game for having some fun with us as we close out this interview. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Of course. Here we go. Fastest you have ever flown in a plane. I don't know. Probably 700 miles per hour. 700. Okay. I don't know. Just 700. All right. Uh, favorite ride at Six Flags Great Adventure? El Toro. What professional sports franchise would you like to work for the most? Ugh. The Jets. Well, they could use the help. They, you know what? If there was ever a team of all of the sports franchises, you chose the right one. They need more inspiration than anybody. And you have it, my friend. I- lifelong fan i'd love to work for them oh boy all right well god bless you on that one all right what is your go-to karaoke song Ooh, thunder road one place in new jersey you would love to play golf it would have been matita conk if you asked me a month ago but i was lucky enough to play it so now i'll say pine valley Ooh. all right maybe maybe we could work on that last thing you bought for yourself Last thing I bought for myself. Well, funny story, not as quick of an answer as you'd like, but I have a 15-week-old son, so I no longer buy things for myself. I buy things for him, and that, that's good enough for me. Favorite player all time on the Jets? Ronnie Lott, number 42, safety. That's easy. One more. When you hear the words United States, what's the first image that comes to mind? The flag. Absolutely the flag. Well, to all my listeners out there, let that flag fly on your home, on your car, and wherever this weekend. In honor of our guest today, Jared Forrest, and he and everything all the veterans do for all of us. Jared, I can't thank you enough for being on the pro show today. No, Keith, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Here we are. We're fast approaching 4 p.m., everybody. Thanks for listening to this interview with Jared. It's been special. And for tuning in to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. Kellerman show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it. 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show. Weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country 
country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. You know, this was a big week for new beginnings. I can't thank my audience enough for all the support you have given me over the past four years. As we approach next week, I just want you all to know how thankful I am. Your feedback helps inspire the fun. I've truly enjoyed our journey so far, and I can't wait to see where we all go next. You know the show will be posted tonight on all platforms. Catch the weekly conversation on Twitter and Instagram at KJPGA. And always remember, you can listen anywhere at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Hey, Wade Weezer, take us to the weekend. For I'm afraid of what I will discover inside. Yeah, here we go. Man, there's nothing better than ramping up for the weekly update. There's not. You always hit me with a great song there. I love it. I concur with your assessment. Yes, yes, I concur. <laughs> right. Trying to hit me with SAT words. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of SAT words, let's do this tailor-made read, all right? Yes, sir. Introducing all the all-new P790 irons. An iron is more than metal. It's a result of countless hours of research, testing, and player feedback. From concept to delivery, every step is taken with one goal in mind. Delivering results when you need them most. Where our metal meets your metal. With a forged face and speed foam air for more speed and better feel, get fit for the all-new P790 irons and discover the player they'll push you to become. Check them out, and to find a fitter near you, you gotta go to TaylorMadeGolf.com. I think I might withdraw. Well, we're going to go back to Houston, Texas. And Jason Kokrak, he claimed the Hewlett-Packard Enterprise Houston Open for his third victory in the last 28 PGA Tour starts. Kokrak shot 10 under, 270 to earn his third PGA title, finishing two shots ahead of Kevin Tway and Scotty Scheffler. Kokrak, a self-described slow learner, was winless in his first 232 PGA Tour starts, but now has won three times in the last 13 months. A win seems sort of out of reach some 24 hours before when on Saturday morning Kokrak teed off for the final eight holes of his second round due to a weather delay, and he played the last seven holes in seven over. Mm. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> if I slept too much, bad steak, whatever, said Kokrak. But a triple bogey at 18 gave him a 41 on the back nine of his second round. And that matches the highest nine-hole score by a winner on the PGA Tour in the last 25 <laughs> wow. years. Right? He, if he just shoots even par there, he wins right, by nine. Right, right, He wins by nine, right? Kokrak, Kokrak, 36 years old, credits Drew Steckel, who has been his coach for five years, with helping him take his career to this new level. Now, Quickly following his win, Kokrak mentioned he called Steckel on Tuesday. And All these names sound made up, by the way. Continue. <laughs> like Wade Weezer? <laughs> yes. Touche, my friend. All right. You know how many times a week I get asked if that's a real person? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, I know. You've lived it. So, um, Kokrak calls Steckel 
that Tuesday on the range, right before the tournament. And he says, this is now an infamous call he mentions in the press conference. Um, he says, I, I think I need to withdraw. I'm playing so poorly. So what do you think I should do? Steckel says, well, you know what? Um, why don't you try this or this? They seem to have figured it out. And uh, there he goes on to win. You know, he did have his little bump in the road in the middle there. But uh, there's a lesson to be learned there. Yes. Mr. Wade Weezer, right? Don't quit. In golf, sometimes your best play might be just a minor adjustment away. Do you think that's an analogy for life or are you just strictly talking about golf? Strictly talking about life. (laughs) Life in general. Boy, you are feisty today. Speaking of feisty, let's go to Kenny G and Tiger. Say what now? Exactly. All right. Saxophone is Kenny G. Uh, most golf pundits and backers are aware of the skins and money games and side bets that professionals play in a friendly um, atmosphere on the practice rounds leading up to tournaments. You know, there's the legendary Phil Mickelson and all that he's done, et cetera, et cetera. But a uh, few know of the story involving Tiger Woods and his former coach, Butch Harmon, and saxophonist Kenny G. In a recent interview on the Four Play Golf Podcast, the 16-time Granny nominated artist tells of the time he lost $20 to Tiger in a putting contest who then refused to take the winnings saying you can you can pay me some other time you can owe me some other time right right so according to Kenny he tells Butch his coach at the time of the situation and surprisingly uh, the coach Butch Harmon says back he goes next time you see Tiger you take the $20 you put it in his pocket you look him in the eye and you say go F yourself (laughs) true story right so Kenny G says Basically, like this music kind of leads you down the road. He's like, I can't do that to Tiger, whatever. And Butch says, you got to go do it. So Kenny G builds up the courage at the same tournament. When he sees Tiger on the practice putting green, he walks over and he shoves the $20 in his pocket. And he says, and he says, hey, here's your 20 bucks. Tiger looks him right in the eye and he says, good job, bro. And off to the side is Butch Harmon standing there. Laughing, laughing. That is, can you picture Kenny G? Look at his face with his curly hair saying, Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a great personal Tiger Woods betting story and payments, right? So, we're having a skins putting match on the practice putting green just outside the golf shop at Isleworth years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And there's four of us, and this is my good friend TJ Bridges. He wins the skins match. So, there's, there's four of us involved Tiger, myself, another guy, Bobby, and TJ, right? So, TJ wins the skins match. And he wins like 25 bucks. Okay. So Tiger goes to Trump him and he pulls out a hundred and he says, sorry, he goes, I can't pay you. All I have is a hundred. <laughs> TJ says, no problem. He, he rips the hundred out of his oh, hand. No. Right. Oh, he does. He's he goes, nervous. cause you know, we're assistant pros, you know, we're making like $9 an hour and Tiger's pulling out hundred dollar bills. Like we're going to make change. <laughs> so he rips the hundred dollar bill out of his hand. He walks, remember the practice putting greens right outside the shop. Right. He walks into the shop. Goes into the cash register, <laughs> makes change, walks out, and gives Tiger back his his change. Now, as he's like, it's as he goes into the shop and he he sees him through the window go to the cash register. Tiger like hangs his head. He's like, I just I just got I just got absolutely I got trumped on that yep. one. Oh yeah, that's just, I thought you were gonna say you ripped the bill like one fifth of it or something. No, no. He goes, he goes, yeah, I don't have change, but yeah, I got you no problem. But I know I know some place that does. That's for sure. You know, hey, great, great, great signs, great signs all around. TMZ reported this week that Tiger is walking around L.A. Um, he's been seen, you know, no crutches, no cane, uh, no walker. He's been seen watching Charlie play golf. So in a related story, we're very happy that Tiger is doing well. Um, real quickly here, Mickelson makes the most of the Manning cast appearance that he had this past Monday. So the lore of Peyton Manning in Omaha, the famous call call out that Manning barked 
at the line of scrimmage when he was playing quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts has spawned a new revelation. During the Manning cast, alongside Monday Night Football, golfer Phil Mickelson sat in as a guest with Peyton and Eli during the second quarter of the game between the Rams and the 49ers. At one point, Mickelson asked for clarification on why Manning barked out Omaha. He goes, it, it told my teammates we kind of were going to plan B, Peyton explained. It was just a few seconds on the clock. Everybody kind of has that word, kind of that trigger word that means, hey, get ready. The ball's about to be snapped. And this was further in the conversation. So later in the broadcast, Manning shared the revelation with Mickelson and the national TV audience that I don't know if you know this, but when I was in Indianapolis, before I said Omaha, we actually had your name in the offense. And when we would give the snap count, I would call out either Tiger or a snap count on Phil. He goes, it was really irrelevant which one was which, but he goes, we were using your name as part of the Colts offense. He goes, how does that make you feel? And in true Mickelson form, he kind of pauses for a second dramatically and he says, like a Hall of Famer. Of course he did. Yeah. Because we all know Phil is a Hall of Famer. Yes. And I'm kind of surprised he just didn't say like the current PGA champion. But right, I guess right, right. I guess Hall of Famer trumps all, you know. Oh, boy. I tell you, you know, it, it's just amazing. All right. We got one more here. OK. One more. We're going to go with every line counts. We're going to head down to St. Simons Island, Georgia. Matt Avery strolled down the practice range at Sea Island Resort wearing a white hoodie, dark shades, and the look of a man without a concern in the world. Instead of gripping a four-iron this week at the RSM Classic, he'll be gripping a microphone and making his TV debut for Golf Channel as a guest on-course reporter. I think it's going to be good for me to do something different, he said. I had become quite jaded, and you can't fake the hunger of like a 25-year-old who's never tasted success before versus I'm 37 and not getting any younger. <laughs> I already didn't practice a lot, and it probably caught up with me. Avery said he got the idea of becoming a TV golf analyst after seeing the success of Colt Nost, one of his contemporaries who retired as a player in January 2020 and made a seamless transition to the media world as both a podcast host and a Golf Channel CBS roving reporter. All right. Avery twice won the Arnold Palmer Invitational and more than $10 million in career prize money, but hasn't made a cut since the Wyndham Championship in August 2020. He missed 20 cuts and withdrew twice in 22 starts last season. So, not not a great playing career at that point. So he said he'll be shadowing John Wood, who is already an on-course reporter for NBC and Golf Channel, Thursday, and then the red light goes, fr goes live Friday, meaning today. And uh, the last thing Avery said was, I'm hoping it all goes well. Goes well, Wade. Okay? I don't know if you know Matt Avery, but he was once suspended for marijuana use. He has an epic list of crazy withdrawals. He once withdrew after two holes, told his playing partners, I, I can't take it Not anymore. Nope. Um, his interview sound bites are great. Go to YouTube. All right? And he notoriously throws clubs. So, sure. I hope it goes well. Must see TV. Truth be told, he's probably perfect. <laughs> and that's your Pro Show update for the week ending November 19th, 2021. Many thanks to our sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, and Summit Golf Brands. Next week on the show for Thanksgiving, we're going to do a huge LPGA bonanza. We're going to have Roberta Bowman on the show. She is the Chief Communications Officer of the LPGA. Mr. Wade Weezer, I won't see you before Friday, so happy Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving to all my listeners. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about family. Every tree has one trunk. Though the limbs and leaves may head in very different directions, always remember, y'all share the same roots. 
I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.